I have for you today our 2022 verse of the year. Providence Church, you know this is something we do every year, something that we carry with us from January to December. So I'm excited to share with you our 2022 verse of the year. It's from John chapter 16. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. John 16, 33. In seventh grade, my dad gave me a Casio calculator watch. And if you haven't ever heard of that, hold on to your hat. It was a watch and a calculator, like all the little buttons. And in 1992, it was pretty much the coolest watch that you could have. And my dad gave me one. And one day I'm riding home on the school bus. And, and at that time, the junior high, which I was in, uh, we rode the same bus as the high school. So I'm riding home on the bus with all these kids and this large kid, meaning bigger than me, like a ninth grader or something. And back in, back in the early 90s, a ninth grader could, uh, could be like, you know, 17, 17 or something, you know, have a mustache. So this kid was big and uh, he looks at me and he says, hey, I like your watch. And I knew the moment that he said, hey, I like your watch, uh, that my life was on the line. <laughs> I knew that he was not saying, hey, I think your watch is really cool and you can do your math homework on it or, or whatever. Uh, he was instigating something. So he said, hey, I like your watch. He actually said, he said, I used to have a watch like that. He said, I, I lost my watch. He said, somebody must have taken my watch. And he said, I think your watch uh, is my watch and you stole my watch. He was accusing me of stealing his watch. So he says, give me back my watch. And I'm, I'm 12 years old, but I loved this watch. My dad gave it to me. And so I looked at him and I said, no. And when I said no, he hit me like with the back of his hand. He hits the side of my face. My glasses go flying off. And if you're a 12 year old, you know, who wears glasses, when you get hit and your glasses go flying off, this is total insult to injury. Because not only was my face, you know, burning, my eyes have tears in it, but I can't quite see what's going on. But with my impaired vision on the school bus, I look and I see my older brother, Andy, who must have been watching this whole situation. I did not know. We did not sit together on the bus. I see my brother descend upon this kid over the school bus seat and he lands on him. And what happens between Andy and that dude that day, that has to stay on bus 129, you know? I'll just say that there was a commotion. And the bus driver stops the bus and he reprimands my brother. He, he promises him a principal's uh, office visit the next day. And we're about to my street and we get off. Me and my brother were walking home. We had about a quarter mile from the end of our street to our house. And I remember my brother about five steps in front of me and this is what I remember thinking, my brother's got my back. My brother's got my back. Now, I knew that. I knew my brother had my back. But that day, uh, the way I felt about that changed. Actually, seventh grade changed for me that day. <laughs> Riding the bus changed for me that day. The way that I would look uh, at seeing that, uh, that kid who hit me again changed because my brother was there. Now, I'm not, uh, not really wanting to talk about or condone physical violence or retaliation or anything like that. Don't confuse that with the calculator watch story, please. But what I'm trying to say is sometimes there is some trouble in our reality that is really real. Like there can be a troubled reality and it's, and it's real, but at the same time, there can be something or someone present who has a power to get you out of 
pull you out of, actually release you from the trouble. 2022 verse of the year, Providence Church. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world, Jesus says. I wanna say it one more time. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. A new year we know brings uncertainty. As we sit here uh, today, as you're listening to this, as you're watching this, who knows what 2022 holds? We don't know all that it holds. But I have some guarantees for you today. A few things, three things that you can take to the bank. So three guarantees for 2022. That's how we're starting off. You're like, Jacob's doing guarantees? 100% money back guarantee right here. Uh, Three things you can count on for 2022. Number one, you will have trouble. In 2022, you will have trouble. Now, these are not my guarantees, by the way. These are actually promises from Jesus. So I, I wanna clarify that. Uh, I, I'm saying they're guarantees because I guarantee they'll have them, but they're actually also promises. In this world, you will have trouble. In this year, you will have trouble. That's the first guarantee. The second one is, yes, you will have trouble, but number two is Jesus has overcome it all. Jesus has overcome the troubles already. And number three, this is a guarantee, you can take heart. We're really gonna unpack what that statement means, but I just want you to hear it now. You can take something this year and what you can take is you can take heart. So let's go back to that first one. This is the truth. The truth is you will have trouble. I don't know about you, but I give thanks for Jesus who is telling us how it is. Jesus who's telling us what to expect. Jesus is showing us, here's what's really before you. I mean, that's better than not knowing. And he's saying, actually in this world, you're gonna have trouble. What's happening in John chapter 16 is Jesus is talking to his disciples and he tells them, I'm leaving this world and going back to the father. That's uh, verse 28 of chapter 16. He tells them, "I'm, I'm I'm leaving the world, I'm going back to the father. And so he's telling them the current situation we're in and the future reality, there is some trouble coming your way. He's letting them know. I don't know if you ever have someone text you and they're like, can we talk? <laughs> or you know, a coworker says, got time to talk? Whenever that happens to me, I wonder, what are we talking about, <laughs> right? I kind of think, what's coming? And that's what Jesus is doing. He's telling his disciples, here's what's coming for you in this life. A little bit of trouble, some trouble. I cannot tell you how important this is that Jesus told us this. It means that no longer do you or I have to be surprised by trouble. We don't have to be surprised by it. Never again do we have to not see, trouble again, not see trouble coming. Never again do we have to think, is this trouble I'm facing mean I'm outside of Jesus or that Jesus doesn't care about me? It doesn't have to mean that. Jesus is telling his disciples, here's the deal, guys. You're not gonna be able to see me anymore for a bit. And then he says, in this world, which insinuates that another world is coming, but we're not there yet. He says, in this world, you will have trouble. Got it? That's the truth. That's the reality. Now I wanna share with you the confidence that we can have for that truth. So if the truth is trouble's on its way in 2022, we're like, oh my goodness, well, how can we walk confidently in that? Here's how we remain confident. The confidence for that truth is I have overcome the world. Take notice of the quotation marks, (laughs) meaning this is not you saying that, this is not Jacob saying I have overcome the world. This is Jesus saying, you're gonna face some trouble in the world, I've overcome the world. I've been trying to think of how to explain the power of this statement. Jesus is saying, um, 
You're going to have trouble in this world. And he doesn't say, I've overcome your troubles. He says, you're going to have trouble in this world and I've overcome the world. He's saying he's over it all. This is the biggest, I've got this statement that can ever be made. He's saying, I've got all of 2022. Yeah, there's going to be some trouble in 2022, just like there was in 2021, just like there was in 2020. But he says, I've got it. I've overcome it all. This is the knowledge. Um, th- this confidence, is, it comes when you have the knowledge that is bigger than all the circumstances. This is hard to do in day-to-day life because we just kind of see what's going on. But Jesus is helping us see that there's a, there's a bigger uh, knowledge that we can have. It's above the circumstances, and that's where the confidence comes from. Uh, I've got an example. It's not a perfect example, but it's sort of a fun example, so I'll share it with you. When our church was first starting, we met in a middle school and uh, we met in the gym. And in the gym, there was bleachers on each side. So on one side, we pulled the bleachers out and people sat on them. On the other side, the bleachers were always pushed in. It's where we had our stage and that kind of thing. So this was a big gym and I had, the, uh, had these really tall bleachers. So when the bleachers were pushed in, really what you had was this really kind of uh, flat, steep uh, face where all the bleachers were pushed in. And then the very top was the top row of the bleachers. So what would happen, of course, is kids would climb up to the top and they would kind of play up there. Well, we, we realized early on, that's not a good idea. So we kind of had a, you know, in the house rule when we're taking church down or setting church up, you know, kids don't play up top. So one Sunday, one of my children, uh, one of my daughters, I think she was eight or nine at the time, had climbed pretty high up all the way up to the top. It's just kind of this steep wall. It's not the safest thing. And so one of our church members approaches her, meaning very well, and she goes up to her and she says, young lady, you need to come down from there. That was kind of the house rule. That was, that's what we said to all the kids. She said, young lady, you need to come down to there, come down from there. And my daughter responds to her. She says, do you know who I am? And what, <laughs> what she meant by that is, I'm the pastor's daughter, so move along, <laughs> right? Well, that nice lady said, I do know who you are and you need to come down. But what, what my daughter was calling out to there was she was saying, I'm connected to someone who at least she thought was bigger than the circumstances. And so she was, had an identity in that moment, moment that was a little misguided. It's not a perfect example, but it's a fun one, where she is saying, actually, I have a knowledge and a connection that's bigger than what you're tr- trying to tell me to do. So I'm actually not in trouble. And so we can claim that in this life when we know who we are with Jesus, things can be going on and we say, actually, I know who I am. And that is bigger than what everybody can see right now. So that gives us a confidence. That's what my daughter had up top. She was really confident because of what she thought she knew. We can have confidence in this world because Jesus has overcome it. The action that we take based on the confidence is you can take heart. We are going to get real acquainted with this phrase, take heart, because this is what Jesus says we're supposed to do in light of the trouble and in the confidence of his power. So it's connected to both things. It's in light of the very real trouble that's in the world and that we will face. And we have a confidence that he has the power to overcome. And so what we do then is we take heart. Take heart just means be encouraged, have some courage, be strong, lift up your head. All of these things uh, are are take heart. So uh, it means you can be strong in the spirit, the opposite of depressed. Uh, You don't have to be beat down. You can be lifted up. All of those things mean you can take heart. 
Take heart is a positive action that can be done in light of your troubles and in the presence of Jesus' power. Take heart. When we have any other reaction to our troubles, when we have any other reaction to our troubles in light of Jesus' power, we lose. So if you do anything other than, 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 than taking heart, you will lose. And I, I know taking is not always thought of as a positive action, but in this equation, what Jesus is talking about is you're either gonna take or you're gonna lose. And, and so you're either gonna take heart or guess what you're gonna lose? You're gonna lose heart. So you're either taking heart or you're losing heart. And when we lose heart, uh, we become discouraged. And when we're discouraged, it leads us to have a negative outlook based on the circumstances, not in connection to Jesus' power. And that negative outlook oftentimes leads to negative self-talk. I have found that negative self-talk um, pretty much always leads to negative other people talk. <laughs> so not only do we do negative self-talk talk to ourselves, we talk negative about others. And that leads to something that I would call a negative spiral in your life. So if we're not taking heart, being of good courage, having courage, being strong, believing that what Jesus says is true, we're gonna lose heart and be discouraged, which leads to a negative outlook, negative talk. And then it's just like a spiral, like everything goes down, down, down into negativity. And I think, guys, that we have the opportunity to not choose the negative spiral for 2022. We don't have to go there. We don't have to do it. It's not because of the power of positive thinking, which is not a bad thing, but it's because of the reality of Jesus' power. So I'm not just trying to give you a, a, um, a lift you up kind of statement. I'm saying this is the word of God for you, to take heart, to be of good courage, and, and that, will, um, that will give you power. So when trouble, let's imagine this, when trouble happens this week, and of course it, it's going to, what we're gonna say is, oh, of course trouble came. It's Tuesday. I was expecting that. Jesus told me, that there would be trouble in this world. But the other reality that we have our minds on, our identity, which is we kind of know who we are and connected to Jesus, is that Jesus overcame the cross, Jesus overcame our sin, Jesus overcame the grave, Jesus overcame death, Jesus overcomes the world. So we're not letting the world overtake us, we are actually overcoming while in the world. I think it's time to go on the offensive, in, uh, for lack of a better way of saying it, uh, instead of being defensive about all this stuff that might happen, that we would actually be offensive and take some things. So we're going on offense this year and taking heart. And a few ways, uh, just kind of practical ways I wanna talk to you about that today is to take a heart. One thing you can do is have God's word be in your words. Have God's word be in your words. I would like to challenge you to memorize this verse. Uh, we do this every year with this, uh, this verse for the year, and, and it's pretty fun. And I don't want you to get like, oh, I'm not good at memorizing. Here's, here's how this can work. Put this verse where you can see it, right? In the car, on the bedside table, maybe on your mirror, on the fridge, family calendar. I don't know. And you'll see it's kind of got a natural progression. You can get this. And we just memorize, we get it in us. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Three parts, right? In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. And once you have that in you, you can begin to say it to each other. Everybody, even today, before you get all that, you can say the take heart. You can see people in moments in their lives and you can say, take heart. And they're like, why are you saying that? It's kind of a weird thing. And you can tell them, you can say, Jesus said, we're gonna have trouble, but take heart. Jesus has already overcome it. 
And, and I, again, it's not just positive thinking. This is the word of God. And I believe that when we have the word of God in us and speak the word of God, there's a power that we have access to. Another way of thinking about this is go on the offensive with the good stuff, with truth, with gratitude, with encouragement. Instead of the more defensive actions that we usually do when we're in the midst of a tough time, go on the offensive, start speaking, start, start, uh, start being grateful with your words to God, praising God, even as you're going into a Tuesday where you think, I might face some trouble, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and speak these things out. Um, write down your, your, your gratefulness, all these different ways that you might be able to think of. And also, not just for you, you can encourage others. So often we wanna be encouraged. Well, one of the best ways to be encouraged is to be the person who is on the offense and is encouraging others. So what I'm saying is this, this year, we're gonna go on the offensive with the good stuff. We're gonna put it out there. We're gonna push it out there. And um, this is really what I wanted to talk to you about today is I think this is a year we can take back some things we lost. Take back some things you lost. Let's think of, would you do this with me? Think of some of the things that you've lost over the last couple of years maybe relationships, maybe joy, uh, maybe some things that you really enjoyed. And let's move from blaming, you know, it's so easy to blame the circumstances, blame somebody else. And as we learn about who we are in Jesus, we have confidence and take heart. And so what I'm saying is start taking some things back. Uh, you might say, man, I used to, we used to go to church every week. We used to go to church every week before the pandemic. We'll take it back. Or, or you might be, you know, an online viewer and thinking, I was watching every week, but now it's just kind of every once in a while. I would say, I would say, take it back. You take it back. Uh, in your family, you might be thinking, we used a family, we used to eat together, you know, three times a week at least we would eat together, but we've gotten so busy. I'd say, take it back, mom, take it back. Or you might notice some things in your marriage where you're like, it's not really where I want it to be. Maybe, maybe you're like, we used to pray together as a couple. Well, take it back, man, <laughs> you know, take it take it back. I feel better when I exercise. Okay, take it back. This is, this is our chance to take the initiative on the offensive because of who Jesus says we are and the power that we have to overcome. So think of the things that build your heart up and take them. Take heart. Take heart. Now understand this one scripture, which I've only really talked about one scripture today, is in John chapter 16. We're going to look at it over the next few weeks but it's in a passage of scripture, as I said, where Jesus is telling his disciples uh, that he's, he's going somewhere, but what he's really telling them is you're gonna lose some things. You're actually gonna lose some things. And namely him, Jesus is saying, you're gonna lose me in your presence where you can see me and touch me. And so the disciples understandably are feeling great grief. And I wanna acknowledge here that there are some things we lost last year and the last couple of years that you, we can't get back. So I don't wanna pretend about that. There are some things we would love to take back and we can't. We need, to, we need to understand we can't get back some of what we lost, even some of whom we've lost. So let me, let me uh, uh, read you a scripture that comes before our, our verse for the year. Here's what Jesus is saying about this. He says, very truly, I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. So he said, the world's gonna be having a big time, but you're gonna, you're gonna feel grief. You will grieve but Jesus says, your grief will be turned to joy. So he acknowledges again, uh, two verses later, he says, now is your time of grief, but I will see you again and you'll rejoice and no one will take away your joy. Jesus is trying to show them that there are some things that can't be taken away from us. And what he's talking about is our hearts. 
Jesus saying connection to me, there is a joy that can be given even in loss, even in grief, and that can't be taken away. So pay attention to where you've lost heart and ask God as we start this year to renew you, to lift up your head, to encourage you, uh, to give you power, to give you a different outlook. And the, the, all, that we're, all that he's asking us to do is take heart, claim it, you know, be that one who says, I am going to grab a hold of the courage that Jesus is wanting me to have as I face my troubles. And I can do that because of the power of Jesus. A new year holds uncertainty for sure. Jesus tells us, Jesus tells us what we can be certain of, some trouble, his power to overcome. And he says, you can take heart. You can renew your heart this year. You can know that even though the vision might be a little impaired, that Jesus is acting on your behalf and he is ready to rescue you from the trouble. And so why not take heart? Let's pray. God, thank you that we get to start this new year together. Help us, Lord, uh, to see the trouble that may be coming. <laughs> not so that we'll be afraid of it or have a negative outlook, but just so that we'll see it and know what is really there and that you are really there in all those things. We thank you for Jesus' power to overcome and that he has given that to us. And so in prayer now, God, we ask that you would renew our hearts, give our hearts joy and confidence, and that this could be a year that we take heart together. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.